What's up guys, in today's video, I'd like to talk about the butt wink. And if the title hasn't already given it away, this is not gonna be like other butt wink videos that you might have seen. I'm not gonna tell you the same information that you've heard over and over again, like it's a mobility issue, it's a flexibility issue, or even that it's bad. And I understand that some of you may disagree with me right off the bat. No. But stick with me through this video, hear me out, and feel free to comment below and share your thoughts. First, let's define what butt wink is. For those of you that are watching the video right now and you may not know, the term butt wink is referring to that moment in a squat where the pelvis rotates backwards. So imagine your tailbone tucking in and rotating inward as you get low into your squat. This is also known as a posterior pelvic tilt, which is the opposite of an anterior pelvic tilt. Now the problem with butt wink is that when you're holding a heavy weight load, like in a squat for example, and your pelvis rotates backwards, there's a lot of extra tension on your lower back and your discs. This could lead to an injury to the lower back, especially when you really exaggerate this posterior tilt of the pelvis. So what's my problem with butt wink? Well, I actually have multiple problems with the idea of butt wink. First, I think it's been taken completely out of proportion and any sort of tiny posterior rotation of the pelvis is now considered bad form. The truth is that there isn't only a backwards or a forward rotation of the pelvis, but there's also a natural neutral spine in between these two positions. Usually when someone begins a squat before even starting, they're exaggerating that forward tilt in their pelvis. And this isn't wrong. In fact, I have many of my clients start almost in an anterior pelvic tilt on multiple exercises like squats, deadlifts, and rows. And I even give them cues like stick your butt out and stick your chest out when they're performing these exercises. And the reason why we want to tilt our pelvis forward before starting these movements is because as soon as you're holding a heavy weight load in exercises like squats or deadlifts, for example, that weight is putting tension on your lower back and it's causing your pelvis to wanna to rotate backward and your spine to wanna flex forward. So by starting off with our butts rotated out and by keeping all the muscles in the lower back tight, when the weight load we're lifting is added to the equation and it's pulling on our spine in the opposite direction, we wind up having more of a neutral spine. A neutral spine is actually what we want in order to protect us from a lower back injury. So my first problem with butt wink is that as soon as most people see a slight backward rotation of the pelvis while going down during a squat, they call it butt wink, when in reality, it's simply the spine switching from that exaggerated extended position to a more neutral position. Now, when this happens, the solution that most trainers and physical therapists recommend is the implementation of corrective exercises as well as corrective stretches. Which brings me to my second problem with the general notion of butt wink. It's not always caused by a flexibility or a mobility issue. In fact, it may be more genetic than anything and nobody ever even considers that. The depth of your hip sockets will actually greatly affect how soon you'll experience butt wink on your way down for a squat. In fact, it may be more genetic than anything and nobody ever really considers that. The depth of your hip sockets will actually greatly affect how soon you'll experience butt wink on your way down for a squat. If you have really deep hip sockets, the sooner the thigh bone and the pelvis will come in contact during hip flexion as you get lower in your squat. Once your thigh bone and pelvis meet, the range of motion in the hips locks and the only way you'll go further down in the squat is by flexing the spine. On the other hand, if you have shallow hip sockets, you'll have a lot more space before the thigh bone and the pelvis meet, allowing you to squat deeper before your spine is forced into flexion. 
My point here is that you can do all the mobility work, corrective stretching, and you can even practice perfect form, but it's not gonna change the bone structure of your hips. So does this mean that those of us with better squatting genetics should squat while the rest of us should not? My answer is a definite no. We should all be able to squat because the squat is a very natural movement. Regardless of whether you have deep or very narrow hip sockets, every single person that performs a squat will experience some form of butt wink with enough depth in their squat. Depending on how far this butt wink goes determines if it's harmful for your lower back or not. If you experience slight spinal flexion and wind up going from an extended spine to a neutral spine, then you're not really increasing your risk of injury. It's only when you truly enter a state of deep spinal flexion or the complete relaxation of your spinal erectors and your core that you increase the risk of injury to your lower back. The other thing to consider is how low you wanna go for your squat. When you stop at parallel, you're working the quads more than the glutes. On the other hand, when you go all the way down, you're incorporating a lot more of your glutes into the movement. Even though going lower than parallel may be a mistake if you're training for, let's say, a powerlifting competition, if you're training for mobility, functionality, or for better development of the glutes, I believe that you should get nice and low for your squats. Some people believe you should never go lower for a squat than parallel, but there's no denying that before we had toilets, the original squat was a deep squat and it was done every time we had to use the bathroom. The ideal proper form for using the bathroom is in a butt wink and a spine flex position. Obviously we can argue that there wasn't a heavy weight load on our backs while doing this deep squat, but I bring this up for two reasons. One, our bodies are very capable of getting into a low squat with slight spinal flexion because it was a natural range of motion that we repeated daily. And two, even if you don't believe that we should do ass to the grass squats, you have to acknowledge that as you get lower in a squat, regardless of whether you have narrow hip sockets, great mobility, or great flexibility, you will still experience some butt wink. So are we all doomed to get a lower back injury sooner or later? Again, the answer is no. And to prove this, we just have to look at power lifters that lift extremely heavy loads in a spinal flex position without injury. You can see these spinal flex positions with these strong men uh, doing things like deadlifting, and especially every single time they're lifting stones. Some of these awkward stones weigh 400 plus pounds and the proper way to lift them is in a butt wing position. There are also athletes like wrestlers that spend long lengths of time hunched over in a spinal flex position and that doesn't seem to correlate with an increased risk of injury to the lower back. For these reasons, I believe that having slight spinal flexion and slight butt wink is something that our bodies are perfectly capable of handling even with heavy weight loads. Now, none of this applies if you're squatting with full flexion of the spine due to bad form, mobility, or flexibility. If that is the case, there are a couple things you should try to do to lessen the degree of spinal flexion. First of all, you wanna squat with your feet wider apart and pointed outwards. This can be especially helpful if you have a belly and it presses up against your thighs at the bottom of your squat. Next, you'll wanna keep your core really tight and engaged during your squatting and bending movements and focus on sticking your chest out and your butt out. Another thing you could do is try different variations of the squat to assess if it's more of a balance issue. You can try front barbell squats or goblet squats. You can also try stretching the hamstrings if they're tight, but more often than not, I don't really see this helping as much. 
Regardless, it's worth a try to rule out tight hamstrings. When stretching the hamstrings, you wanna make sure you're maintaining an anterior pelvic tilt rather than bent straight over with your spine flexed because that's the exact position you're trying to avoid. That's it guys, I really hope this video has helped you out. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit that bell icon so you can be notified whenever I release new free content just like this. And let me know what you think about the butt wink in the comments below. I'd love to get a discussion going to help answer questions that I might have not addressed in this video. Also, if you're looking to drop a lot of weight or body fat fast, visit my website and check out my six week challenge. On average, my clients that have taken part in this challenge have lost 20 pounds or 5% of their body fat in just six short weeks. You get a 42 day workout plan, a customized fat loss meal plan, as well as an accountability coach that's gonna check in with you every single week to make sure that you're making progress and answer any questions. We also offer you the incentive to complete the challenge all the way through by giving you the opportunity to earn all the challenge material for free just by sticking to the plan. To learn more, click the link in the description or you can visit my website directly at gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon. Pump it.